Welcome to Changing Your Dreams, Parenting a Child with Special Needs, a podcast where we shine a light on the unique grief of special needs parents that few people recognize and no one really talks about. I'm your host, Laura Kitts. How do we live a beautiful life with chronic stress and grief? How do we nurture ourselves while we nurture our children? How do we make ourselves a priority when they need so much? My guests and I will discuss this chronic, ever-renewing grief, transforming your dreams, and how to take care of yourself along the way when parenting a differently abled child. Today's episode is just me talking with you about energy healing. How did I discover that I am an energy healer? And what does it mean to be an energy healer? What is energy healing? Um, All very good questions. (laughs) Um, And I hope that I'll be able to shed some light on it. Though honestly, some of it is just kind of magical and unexplainable. I also want to point out that I am offering a little taste of what it means to receive energy healing. I am going to be giving out free aura cleansings to anyone who goes onto either iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to your podcast. Leave me a five-star review with a testimonial. Take a screenshot of it and email that to me and you will receive a free aura cleansing, which is worth $33. So I want you to be able to just get a a small taste of what energy work is, how it could benefit you, and, um, you know, get the opportunity to try it um, because I understand that it's, to a lot of people, maybe seems kind of (laughs) weird. Fully, I, I fully admit that. Um, it's definitely, you know, maybe something that you're not familiar with, you don't know about, how will you know if it's for you or not? Um, is it just cuckoo wacky stuff? I get it. I totally get it, everyone. Um, so I want to, I want to be able to let you have the opportunity to get a taste of it and try it. So as I said, leave a five-star review with a written testimonial about the podcast and screenshot it, send it to me, and you'll get to receive a free aura cleansing. All right, let's get to it. When I was a little girl, my older sister and I shared a room. Her name was Lisa and she was five years older than me. One time at night when we were lying in bed before we were asleep, she said that she had a stomach ache. I don't remember exactly how old I was at the time, but I was, I'm going to guess I was like five or six, somewhere in there. And I said, Oh, I can fix you. I'm magic. And I climbed out of bed and I went over to her. She was lying on her back. And I put my hands over her stomach and her torso. 
you know, hovering about an inch above her body. And I'm moving my hands around over her stomach area, back and forth. Excuse me. And I could feel the energy coming out of my hands. But I had no idea what that was. I didn't have the language for that. I didn't identify it at all. I had no frame of reference for anything like this whatsoever other than the word magic. And so I did that for a few minutes, a while, and then I just felt like it was all done. And I was like, okay. And I uh, climbed back in bed. And she said, well, that really worked. Like, my stomachache is gone. And I was like, I know, I'm magic. Ha ha, you know. And so this happened a number of times. I remember it. I remember doing it several times growing up over time. She would ask me to do my magic on her stomachache, and I would. And... Sometimes we would be silly. Um, I don't know how many of you out there remember the TV show Different Strokes with Willis and Arnold, but there was one episode, we watched that show all the time, there was one episode where Arnold was introduced to meditation. And so he was meditating, quote unquote, <laughs> on the show. And he would say, "Om," do, the, do an Om chant while he was, while he was you know, Again, quote-unquote meditating because it was not super serious. Um, So he would ohm, which was silly. You know, we thought that was really funny. And then he would say, hamburgers, french fries, (laughs) things like that during his ohm chanting meditation. And we just thought that that was hilarious. And that is literally (laughs) my only connection to anything uh, spiritual, meditative, um, healing, whatsoever. It was literally different strokes, Arnold, ohm chanting about hamburgers and french fries <laughs> in, a, in a seated position with his legs crossed and his eyes shut. That was the only frame of reference that I had, that any of us had as children. And so I would I would do that. I would start doing that same Om chant with cheeseburgers and French fries and hamburgers and and we would giggle and laugh. But I would at the same time be doing, uh, you know, my magic. I would be uh, waving my hands over her torso and her stomach area um, above her body until I felt that it was complete, and then I would climb back in bed. And every time she would say that her stomach ache went away. And every time I would say, I'm magic, you know, it's, it's my magic. So as we got older, those moments grew less and less. But I remember the very last time that she asked me to do it. We were older. She was as I said, she was five years older than me. She was definitely a teenager. 
And so she, she said to me one night, really quietly, will you do your magic on my stomach again? And it had been a really long time, and I was like, oh, yeah, okay, sure. And so I did it. Climbed back in bed. Laid there for a minute. And she said, how do you do that? It works every single time. How do you do that? And I said, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just magic. And that was it. That was the last time we ever talked about it. It never came up during the day when we were growing up. It just wasn't a thing. Um, it wasn't a secret. I wasn't, I, I never felt it was anything, literally. Like, I put my socks in my drawer today, but I'm not going to talk about it the next day to everyone. You know what I mean? It really wasn't a thing. Um, I never, it never, it literally never even crossed my mind during the day. It was only in those moments at night when she would ask me to do it that it existed. And years and years went by. And my sister passed away about, um, about five years ago. And after she passed away, I've talked about this publicly and on the podcast. After my sister passed away, the grief over losing her cracked wide open the grief that I had over my daughter Taylor and raising her with severe impairments and all kinds of things that I didn't even know that I was holding inside and grieving. And that started a process of me just really spiraling into depression and anxiety, out of control, unable to function. And as that story goes, I, I went to a, a grief facility in New Mexico to heal and to get help. And while I was there, um, see, and, and I, I connect with spirit. I always have. I've always um, been visited by grandparents who had passed away. I've always been able to communicate and connect with them. And so after my sister passed, same thing held true for her. And I felt so fortunate and still do that I didn't really lose her and was able to continue to talk with her, laugh with her. She makes, literally my sister makes fun of me from the other side all the time. I'm not even kidding. (laughs) She thinks it's hilarious. Um, So I still have that relationship with her. And I was at this facility and she was very present with me while I was there. Um, talking with her a lot, communicating with her a lot. And then I had this experience with um, one of the advisors there who was working with me. He's a spiritual advisor, and he did a number of uh, Native American rituals with me and a lot of connecting with the earth and with spirit. Um It was very powerful because I had never ever met anyone before who 
connected with spirit in the exact same way that I did. And it was really powerful for me and really exciting for me to meet someone else who had the exact same kinds of gifts that I had. And he led me through this um, exercise where we did, it was basically a shamanic journey. And so I went into a meditative state. He was playing a drum um, and I went into this meditation where I was looking for my power animal. And so a power animal, um, many people call it a spirit animal, but it's um, every animal has a spirit. And so to say it's your spirit animal isn't quite accurate is how he taught me in that if you have a, you know, your power animal is your main animal that that their spirit and their essence and their traits and attributes connect with you on a deep level um, spiritually and and you can you know call upon them for guidance in your life and they can be present to help you through moments and times etc so while I was on this shamanic journey he explained to me that it's a time when um, ancestors and spirit often appear because you're in that deep meditative state where you're really open to um, to that sort of thing. And so while I was on the journey, I'm going to cut this story as short as I can. Um, I did have an experience, but I thought that what I was hearing was was him, the the man who was leading it. So afterwards, we got all done, we processed, we talked about everything, we talked about the animal that presented itself, how it came to me, etc., like all the things, and then we started cleaning up, and I said, oh, by the way, I kept hearing something, I kept hearing you breathing really loudly over in the rocking chair, but I was confused because your drum was circling around the room, and I were you sitting in the rocking chair or were you walking around the room? Because I'm, I'm really confused because I, I heard you breathing very deeply the whole entire time from the rocking chair. And he just froze and looked at me and said, I was never sitting in the rocking chair. And all of a sudden I realized, oh my gosh, that was a spirit. And I totally missed it. I didn't even realize during it that that's what was happening. Um, shoot, I'm so bummed. I could have asked who, who is it? Who's here? What messages do you have for me? Um, you know, that sort of thing. I could have connected and gotten some information from whatever spirit was there. And so I was really disappointed, um, actually that I had missed that opportunity, but also at the same time, like, oh, wow, that's kind of cool. You know, like, oh, wow. I didn't really, gosh, I would have, I wish I would have realized, but, but, oh, well, that's cool anyway. Right. So then we start picking up, uh, you know, there was, I had been lying on a yoga mat and had a pillow and all this stuff. So we were just putting the room back in order with the stuff. And I walked around over to the rocking chair and I put my hand on it as I was walking past. And as soon as I touched it, I got this like electric jolt up my arm from the rocking chair. I've never experienced anything like that before, and it was extremely shocking. Um, 
and it, it kind of freaked me out, right? And so I immediately just started crying. Um, and I just, I knew it was just this, this jolt along with this knowing of this message that it had been my sister who was sitting in the rocking chair. And her breathing was, was labored like that because that's how her breathing was right before she passed. And I had the knowing that she was just sounding like that in that moment so that I would know she was there. But she doesn't sound like that anymore. She can breathe just fine on the other side. She doesn't actually breathe, right? Um, but she's not in that kind of pain and, and labored situation um, anymore. But that was just her way of trying to let me know she was there. And I had missed it. But it all came to me in that moment with this with this very real physical electric shocking jolt up my arm. Um, and that's how spirit works. Okay. That's how spirit works. They, you don't just sit and have a full on conversation like I'm talking to you right now. Um, it's through physical sensations in your body. It's through, um, seeing flashes of images in your head. It's through, uh, hearing a song playing in your head or a word or seeing, seeing a word flash in your, in your mind. Um, getting messages and it's this knowing it's just all of a sudden I just knew all that information that's called claircognizance it's just a knowing and that is one of my strongest gifts and one of the hardest to kind of wrap your mind around uh, because my whole life I grew up believing that I was just thinking all of these things and now that I'm in a position to communicate and connect with spirit in a much deeper way. Um, they've been able to tell me, you know, and explain and show me um, time after time and time again that that those are actually messages, and not just my thoughts. And so it's it's been quite a fantastic <laughs> journey um, in the last five years since that moment, but. It was after that moment, okay, circle back, that, that was kind of a, a long story planted into this healing story, right? How did I know I'm a healer? So so, I, so when I was a kid, what, like upper elementary, early uh, teenage years maybe, the last time I had that experience with my sister at night healing her stomach aches, not until I'm in my 40s and she's passed away. All those years, decades, I had no memory, no recollection about those childhood experiences. I had completely forgotten her and I never once talked about it. It was completely forgotten that I healed her stomach aches as a kid over and over and over again with the energy that came out of my hands when I willed it so. In that moment when she made it clear to me that she was in the rocking chair, it was after that that all the memories came flooding back. All the memories that I shared at the beginning of this episode. And that's when I knew that I'm a healer. So I have spent the last five years... Uh, well, f 
four of the five years, uh, really grappling with what in the heck does this mean? Holy shnikes. Uh, what, e- what even is this? And what does it mean? And what do I do with it? And how am I to use this gift? What is my purpose in this life with this gift? Um, why have I been chosen to have this and share it with the world? It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, <clears throat> and then I spent the last year really in a place where I was able to take action. I was really able to accept it and believe in it and trust it and develop it. And that's the key. So I've spent the last year developing the gift. So if someone has a natural ability to play the piano, what do they do? They get a teacher, right? If your kid is good at piano, you sign them up for piano lessons. Excuse me, piano lessons. Um, You get them a teacher who knows more than they do. And they practice and they practice and they practice until they get really good at it, until they memorize it and they trust themselves and they know that they're good, etc. right? And so that's what I've been doing for the last year. I've been learning from others, from mentors and teachers. I've been practicing and practicing and developing my gift. And I got to the point where I recently felt confidence and trust in belief and knowing and ready to say to the world, okay, this is who I am and I have this gift and I'm willing to share it with you and help as many other people as I can. And so I now um, do healing sessions for people who are interested. And so the thing about it though is that No one looks at you like you have three heads if you tell them that you play the piano. (laughs) No one thinks you're possessed by demons if you tell them that you play the piano. No one cuts you out of their life because they're afraid of what they don't know or understand if you tell them that you play the piano. Being a healer and an intuitive are not, those are not gifts that are widely and fully acknowledged, believed in, and accepted in our society. So along with just developing the gifts comes a whole lot of self-work around Believing in yourself, trusting yourself to the point where you can separate from the judgment of others. And that's just a lesson that I think everyone can hear about any situation that you're in. 
we have to separate from the judgment of others. Because it doesn't matter how many of you that are listening believe me. It doesn't matter how many of you that are listening believe in spirit guides. It doesn't matter how many of you think it's real or not. It doesn't change anything for me anymore. It doesn't change that it is real. I don't care if you believe in it or not. It It's real. It doesn't matter if you believe in it or not because it really works. It really does something. There really is a lot of scientific basis to energy and energy work. Um, <clears throat> and so... If you don't believe in science, and if you don't believe in God, then you don't believe in energy healing, because it really is all about both of those things. And that's been a big journey for me as well. I did not grow up religious. I did not grow up um, really believing in a lot of things about religion, and I find myself now in a place of Everything that comes to me literally comes from me from source energy, which most and many people refer to as God. And so it's, it's been a really interesting journey, <laughs> a really interesting journey. It's opened my eyes to a lot of things and to the truth of a lot of people. Um, so I know that I'm not for everyone. And that's okay. I don't care. Everyone's not for me either. But if you feel anxious, if you feel depressed, if you feel physical pain in your body, if you feel less than other people, if you don't feel worthy of love, All of those things can be helped through energy healing. I have, over the last year, been practicing, like I said, um, on my own daughter, who is severely multiply impaired. And she's, she's different. She's different. Her dentist saw it this week when the first time that we'd been to the dentist since COVID. And she was just dumbfounded. Um, her teachers and her therapists have all been talking about it all year. And we just had her IEP yesterday where it was a big topic of conversation. The growth that she's had in the last year is remarkable. We've seen him major improvement in her processing time and her um, ability to follow directions and her ability to output information. She's nonverbal. Um, and so different modes of communication are, you know, very hard for her. We've seen huge improvement, huge amount of uh, ease with those kinds of things. Also, her walking has improved. She has a form of cerebral palsy that 
which does allow her to walk, but it's, um, it's not smooth. It's cumbersome and, uh, difficult. So there's just been a lot of, lot, lot, lot of little things. And she's 20 years old. She's not, she's not six. She's not four. She's not two. She's not at the peak of development. So many individuals are given up on at her age for any further development whatsoever in their life. And she's totally improving. She's totally developing. So it's been really, it's been really cool. Um, so that's my journey. I just wanted to share it with you. Um, I wanted to share where I came from, where, what it looks like, how it started. Um, I'm open to any and all questions that you have. I'll put in the show notes all the different ways that you can reach me. And remember that if you leave a five-star review with the testimonial um, on the, the podcast platform that you use, iTunes or Spotify or wherever, then take a screenshot of your review and email it to me. I'll put my email address will be in the show notes. And you can have a free or a cleansing session to get a taste of what energy healing is. So I cleanse auras, which is your energy field, um, all the energy that you project from your body, be it emotional, physical, um, mental, all the energy creates this energetic field around your body. And a lot of people um, can see the colors of auras, but um, I can feel the energy of your aura and I can cleanse it. And so it's a, a kind of a, just a little mini taste of, of healing. Now a full energy healing session is much more in depth. It's much uh, longer and um, really full body healing um, for emotional needs, physical needs, anything that you're going through. It can help with past life trauma. It can help with ancestral trauma. It can help with childhood trauma. Um, the possibilities are really limitless. Um, it's full energetic healing from source energy. So, I mean, that's pretty big. (laughs) Um, okay. Thank you all. I love you all. And I hope that you are well. Take care. Thank you for being here. If you want to learn more about how to take care of yourself along your parenting journey or how you can better support those special needs parents in your life, you can follow me on social media, Lara Kitts on Facebook and at Lara.Kitts on Instagram. And that is spelled L-A-R-A. K-I-T-T-S. I also have a blog on my website that's worth subscribing to. Check it out at larakits.com. Until next time, take care of yourself.